Dina has our special this morning. God sent me two friends this week that helped me pick this song, so you know who you are, and thank you. of this life I 
have already come And he keeps on giving The grace and the strength To just keep pressing on He's given a promise And I'm gonna stand On every word His holy word has said And holding His hand I'll never fear Of whatever lies ahead I'm gonna already said that I would I'll keep on trusting that he's working everything for my good he walks beside me and Working. 
Miss Dina, and uh, what a positive, positive song. We are going to be pursuing a life of excellence. We've been looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and we have come to the passage that uh, many people have referred to over the years. It's about worry, when Jesus gets on worry. And so let's take a look at it and the subject of don't worry, be happy. You know, today's day and age, we're, we're living in a day that uh, it, it's hard to find positive things. There are so many negative things happening today that you have to really search for something positive. And so I'm praying this morning that you will find uh, a smile in the crowd, if you will, that you'll find a uh, something that's positive. You can always find that in God's holy word. There is something very positive there because most of the things that we worry about are temporary. Most of the things we worry about never happen. Most of the things we worry about we cannot change. Many of you know these facts. And folks, I'm preaching to myself this morning because I worry. I've shared with you my testimony. I remember... Back whenever I was single and had no bills and thought, well, worry will never happen to me. Then I got married and started having bills and, and then kids. And, uh, well, it, it seemed like I could not control it. I began to worry. I began to worry about how to make ends meet. I began to worry about doing the right thing, you know, guiding my family. And then God started blessing us and then, with kids, and then they started having, you know, every kid's going to have some sort of health problem, and, you know, everything that goes with that. And then uh just seems like one after another, there's something to worry about. We're just going to read in this section that's listed as Matthew six twenty-five through 34. We're just going to read one verse as we stand to the honor of God's holy word. Just read one verse of scripture with me, and uh read along, and... uh Matthew 6 and verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment or clothing? Father, I thank you for this time we have to talk about a subject that affects us all to some extent or another. Dear Lord, may we learn to turn these things we're worried or concerned about over to you. Bless our church. Thank you for blessing our church already. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing, stretching, listening to some great singing, the choir, Miss Dina. The congregation, all of you did a splendid job. I hope and pray the, uh, just you, you came today expecting to receive a blessing from the Lord. You can leave here this morning and let, let Him bless your heart. Just say, God, would you speak to me? Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to your heart this morning. A couple of things that I ran across in some illustrations uh, concerning worry, and there's a ton of them out there. I love this one, this fellow, 
he was uh, he he was talking to this other guy, and he said, "Man, I, I have a mountain of of credit card debt." Man, I've lost my job, my car is being repossessed, and my house is in foreclosure. But I'm not worried about it, exclaimed his friend. And uh, no, I've hired a professional warrior. And he does all my worrying for me. That way I don't have to think about it or worry about it. And his friend said, well, how much does that professional warrior, uh, warrior cost? He said, $50,000 a year. He said, how in the world are you going to pay for it? He said, I'm not worried about it. He's going to worry about that. And uh, so <clears throat> anyway, so you, I guess you could do it that way and uh, hire you a professional warrior and let him worry about where he's going to get paid from. There's another one and these uh, uh, quotes concerning worry. And uh, to share with you, there's some quotes about worry. Here's one for you. Blessed is the man who is too busy to worry in the daytime and too sleepy to worry at night. That's, that's blessed right there. If I, and some of you hard-working individuals, I tell you what, you're, you know, you work, you work so hard in the, in the daytime that you're not worried about it and because you're sleeping at night. Another one, a problem not worth praying about is not worth worrying about so you see what i mean Uh, the answer there is if we're not going to pray about it then why worry about it the next one is why pray (laughs) when you can worry that's a little sarcasm there uh we shouldn't worry we should pray about it take it to the lord and then today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday Today is the tomorrow you've worried about yesterday. And basically this, a lot of times we worry about tomorrow. And you know, we'll get to that in just a second. That's the very last verse of our text, which is verse 34 of our text. And then the last quote about worry that I ran across is, The only place perpetual worry will get you ahead of time is the cemetery. And that is the only place perpetual worry will get you. You know, well, we've already read verse 25, and you know, it has to do with worried about your needs in verse 25 and 26 of our text, and whether you uh, have your Bible open or keeping up on the screen, either one. Verse 26 says this, Behold the fowls, the birds of the air, they sow not, neither do they reap. Nor gather in the barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Uh, to go along with this, the Bible says in uh, Philippians 4.19, it says this, But my God shall supply all of your needs. Have you got that one committed uh, to memory? It's something we all need to remember. Matter of fact, I heard one time a, a preacher saying that, you know, we, we need to realize that God is going to supply our needs. In just a second, we're going to look at that. What, what are our needs? Why do we worry about our needs? You, food and clothing. The Bible mentions them here. I've heard two things, or three things actually my whole life, is that there's three things everybody needs to survive. You need food, you need food and water go together, you need clothing, and you need shelter. But according to the Bible... 
you really, according to this, you only need clothing and food to survive. And a lot of times, remember, even Jesus said, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. You know, he didn't have a, a home. And it, that means that you obviously you're either staying with somebody or you got a, a tree to get under or something like that, some sort of shelter. But God says here, don't worry about food and water and don't worry about clothing because and then he's going to get into uh, the birds. He said, listen, I'm watching the birds. And it doesn't mean that, you know, when we consider the sparrows and we consider all these things. That, uh, that we should have lackadaisical attitudes and thinking about our needs and figuring out our needs is that this is that God knows what you need. He knows you need a job. He knows you need income. But folks, the, the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous begging bread, which means this is that God is going to somehow or another supply your needs. And so there's another Scripture just a few pages over in Matthew chapter 10, your value to God is thinking about those sparrows. You know, are you are you not more valuable to God than than the sparrows that God talks about these sparrows and he says, you know what, if I'm taking care of the birds, if I know what they're happening with them, I'm looking at your life. Did you know this? I don't know what you're worried about this morning. You can be worried about relationships. You can be worried about finances. You can be worried about school or, or, or whatever. It may be, you may be worried about if your car's gonna crank. It's, I mean, those things happen. You can be concerned about that, but folks, God, I wanna tell you this. According to the Bible, and we all should believe the Bible, did you know that he knows what you're thinking of. He knows exactly what you're concerned about. And the Bible says it in more ways than one. This particular passage, your value to God, Matthew 10:29, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall to the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Some of you, God didn't have to count very high to measure that hair number. And uh, verse 31 says, Fear you not, therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. I like that verse. <laughs> well, that tells me and you both that uh, he, God is saying that we're more valuable than the sparrows. I remember one time, I, of course... You give a redneck country boy a BB gun, and that's like saying, sick him to a bulldog. <laughs> I remember going out with that BB gun, and if it flew, I was shooting at it. And uh, I, was, we, <clears throat> I was with my grandmother. I was over there, and, and you're not supposed to shoot those songbirds. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> and, of course, I look what I, oh, I got tore up for shooting that songbird. I don't remember what kind it was, but it was not the hunting kind. And uh, you know what? God knew that that poor bird was going to fall that day. But you know what? God knows. Basically, when he says he numbers your hairs, what is he saying? I know every detail about you. Uh, that's what he's saying. He said, if I can, hey, listen, if God can keep up, how many sparrows do y'all think is on the planet right now? I mean, it'd be, what, millions, billions, whatever? I don't know, but I guarantee you, if God knows all about them, he knows all about you. 
If he's going to keep up with the minute little details of mine in your life, he knows that you have a bill. He knows that you have a worry. He knows that you have a concern. He knows it. But the thing is, letting it go, and and, and I know that I'm preaching, and you'll leave this sermon this morning, and you'll still worry. But at least you'll have some ammunition you can throw back at the devil and your flesh. All right? Because the devil is whispering those little things to you. You know, God knows our needs, and we've already seen this back in our, in our text in Matthew 6, 8. He says, uh, be you not like unto the Pharisees, it says them, that's who it is, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Well, nextly, word about needs. Okay. You say, well, I, Brother Michael, you ought to see my freezers. And uh, matter of fact, we're next Sunday, speaking of announcements, this is a commercial break time out in the sermon right now. <laughs> we got a fish fry this coming Saturday, okay? This coming Saturday, church-wide fish fry. Be here, I think it's at 5 or 5.30. Be here anytime there and you'll get some fish, okay? Normally's freezers are too full. <laughs> He's not worried about enough fish to eat. Thank the Lord. It's a blessing to us, isn't it? Amen. Well, guess what? Let's move off of food and clothing because most of us, I mean, excuse me, uh, food and clothing exact. Let's worry about our appearance because that's the next thing that, you know, a lot of us are worried about, well, I wonder if my hair is parted just right or I wonder if that hair is going to still be there in the morning. <laughs> I wonder if, uh, if I've got, you know, we worry about our appearance. Some people primp more than others. I love... We have guys in here that uh, they, they doing their hair consists like this. I'm done. And uh, that's pretty fast. Everybody looking around who, whose hair is that one? And then some people is going to take longer than others. Uh, there's some ladies here that it, you can be ready in five minutes to go somewhere after you wake up. Some of you is going to take 50 minutes. You know, everybody primps differently, different amount of times. But. The Bible, why, it's interesting. Why does the Bible talk about our appearance? It does say, and matter of fact, you'll find in our passage, when it says, in our passages, we're reading, worrying about our appearance, it says, take no thought. In our original passage, it says, take no thought. And then here, it says, which of you, in verse 27, by taking thought. When it says, take no thought, it means don't worry and when in verse 27, it, which of you by taking thought or worrying, I'm worried, can add one cubit, can you change how God made you? No. You cannot change your height, your hair color, your, well, yeah, you can put coloring in it, I guess. Your, the eyes of your, the color of your eyes, I guess you could put contacts in it, but it's still, all that we're doing is, are we concerned about it? Does it take over our life? And God's saying, there's, that's putting the cart ahead of, there's more important things in life. In verse 28, it says this, why take you thought for your clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Back in the late 70s, that song was made famous. Consider the lilies. And talking about worry. And then verse 29. Yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory didn't have anything on those lilies. 
I mean, every one of his righteous robes, every one of the, the splendor, the golden medallions, God, I mean, and many of you, like me, love nature. Man, there's nothing more beautiful than being on the water and watching the sunrise. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing a big, huge deer walk out right before you kill it, all right? And then, so there's nothing more beautiful and awesome than that, enjoying God's nature. And God says they don't have any. I mean, you can't even compare to what I can make. How can any of us make a sunset? How can any of us make something more beautiful than the flowers of the field? God says, quit worrying about it. A lot of times, you know, and... I, <clears throat> And guys are, some guys are just as bad as girls. Got to have the, the right kind of jeans, right kind of shoes, the right kind of shirt. Some of you just says, give me a shirt, Walmart special. It doesn't matter. Give me jeans and a t-shirt. I'm comfortable where I don't have to have the latest. But what it is, whenever those things monopolize your thoughts, it becomes worry. We're constantly seeking Approval. Matter of fact, now we're going to get to verse 33, which you, if you're not, if you're a Bible marker, if you mark in your Bible, Matthew 6, 33 ought to be one you ought to have marked because it's one of the most awesome verses in this passage. And, you know, and it talks about seeking, but let me, let me just uh, pause right there and just talk about seeking. Because we'll, get, we'll get to verse 33 in just a second, but speaking of the lilies of the field and your clothing and your appearance, it says, and it mentions there, talking about changing your physical appearance. Some people work real hard and I've got to lose weight. I'm worried, and there's nothing wrong with being worried about your health. Nothing wrong with, you know, and, and that means concern. Now, yeah, you can go from concern, you go past that, what's that? you don't handle it, that's called worry. Most time we're worried about stuff we can't change. But worrying about our clothing, what brand, basically, you know what you're doing? You're more concerned about, um, people say, about what people think. What do you think of yourself? What about yourself? There's nothing wrong with a biblical self-esteem. If your self-esteem, in other words, what you think about yourself is based upon Jesus, I'm saved and I praise the Lord, I'm going to heaven when I die. That's a good self-esteem. You know your value, your worth, is because of what Jesus has done in your life. Does that make sense? It's not about, well, I, 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 I'm educated and I have a good job and I hope I'm valuable to the Lord and the church. If you know Jesus, you're valuable. It's what you think of yourself should not be based on what you've done what you think of yourself should be based on what he's doing in you. Okay? And then what do you think? You say, I've heard people say this, and they'll say, well, I don't care what people think. Would you like to preach on Sunday? No, I ain't getting up there. Why? I don't know what you're worried about, what your appearance, what you might say before others. And a lot of times you put people in the right position, they do, you know, and a lot of times you have to put them in the right position, they, they realize, well, I do. The people say they can, they're just mouthing though, when they say, I don't care what people think. That's just, that's just words. You put them in the right position, they care. We all do. I do. I don't want, I, because why? Because, but it shouldn't be a worry. It shouldn't be a worry. 
You should care what people think if you're saved and you go out in public. If you're a member of this church, the way you act and the way you behave reflect on Jesus in this church. It does. So we should be concerned what people think, but not to the point that we're worried about it and so on and so forth. So that's what he's talking about there. Letting that concern overtake you, the the concern for popularity, the concern for approval. In this passage, we find two phrases, Heavenly Father, or your Father, is repeated 12 times. Folks, let me tell you real quick before we move on. The only person you need to be concerned about, really and truly, is what does God think of your life right now? What does God think about your life? And folks, that's getting down where the rubber meets the road. And if you'll be honest with yourself and honest with God, folks, you say, well, you can't lie to God. Yeah, you can. You, he knows you're lying, but you can go ahead and do it anyway because most of us have before. And we, we don't tell God everything. We don't give up sin. We don't give up worry. God, I've confessed it all. No, you haven't. God, I'm right with you. No, you're not. You're lying to God. But we're not always honest with it. He knows, and you know he knows. Isn't that something? <laughs> you know he knows. Well, moving on. What should we be concerned about? Verse 31 through 33 tells us. And this is where getting, we should be concerned with relationships. Verse 32 says, For after all these things, talking about food and clothing and approval, the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Again, there's only one relationship you need to have this morning. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? If you were to die today, as I was talking to one of these kids, one of these John Deere tractors was to somehow run over you, squish you flatter than a tadpole's tail, okay? You're going to pass away, so where are you going to go? It all comes down to, do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Then verse 33, that very powerful verse. But this is what we should be concerned about. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Let me ask you all, are we seeking Him? What are you seeking this morning? Are we seeking to please God? Are we seeking His righteousness? Romans 3, 22 talks about righteousness real quick. The Word of God says this. <clears throat> Romans three twenty two says, Even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them. How do you get it? That believe. For there's no difference. And that's right before, of course, the very famous verse, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But <clears throat> what it's talking about is righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. That's what, above all things, here, remember my country boy definition of righteousness? Righteousness means this. Are you right with God? Being right with God. How do you get right with God? It's through Jesus. It's through Him. 
Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Have you, knew, have you given all that to Him this morning? Say, Brother Michael, is this, this is, what about worry though, man? I, you're just, it's a lot of great verses and stuff this morning you're sharing. Man, just give me some, give me some good channel locks here. Give me a good pair of pliers. What can I grab a hold of? How can, give me something useful. Well, I'll get to that in the conclusion in just a second. By the way, the James scripture in the conclusion is from last week. It's not this week. And, um. But there's some things. I want to give you some tools in just a second about worry. And it all heads down here to this last one. So I'm supposed to seek Him first, okay? The priorities in life. I've had people say, I need to work on my marriage. Is God first in your marriage? I need to work on my finances. Is God, this is talking about uh, Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Folks, a lot of people, you're, you're overshooting it and you're making the gospel and the word of God too complicated. You want your marriage to be better? Put God first in it. You want your finances to be better? Put God first in your finances. You want your problems and your relationships to be better? Put God first in them. You want to make better decisions? Put God first in them. That, that's simple, but seek ye first. What? <laughs> The kingdom of God. Make it about Him. I'll get around to it. I'll come to church when I can. It's, but it's right, it's right now, He's ranked number seven. You may not say that, but in, you can look at if you were to make a list, that's where He would be. Well, how to deal with worry is verse 34. How to deal with it. Take no thought. Again, take therefore no thought. It means don't worry about tomorrow. Every time you see that, take no thought. I know it's got a therefore in the middle of it, but take no thought means don't worry about what? Tomorrow. For tomorrow, it says morrow, but it means tomorrow. Shall take thought for the things of itself. In other words, tomorrow's, tomorrow's got enough problems on its own. Don't be boring tomorrow's problems and bringing them in today. If we got enough problems today without bringing tomorrow's stuff into it. And that's what he's saying here. The thing, realize there's things you can change. Can you change anything tomorrow? Nope. So just handle today. Jesus gave some very sufficient unto the day is the, is the evil there of it means each day has enough trouble on its own. As a matter of fact, I've got that marked in my margin of my Bible. If you were to put a parenthesis back around verse 34 and put it around sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And I just rephrased it in redneck style. Each day has enough trouble on its own. John 14, Jesus was talking to some worried disciples. Now, I have to bring this scripture into play because... Uh, Folks, we've all worried, and if you were worried and Jesus would have walked up to you, if you're worried and Jesus walks up to you, he might say something very similar to this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Now, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Hey, listen. And if I'm going to prepare a place for you, guess what? I'm going to come back and get you and take you there. 
when did Jesus tell those words to those guys? Right after they found out that one of them was going to stab Jesus in the back. And that happened. And they was all worried about it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Something's wrong. I said, hey, listen, guys, settle down. That was in chapter 13. Chapter 14 is whenever he utters these words. They was all worried. They was all upset. Jesus knows exactly what you can handle. I love this verse. This is really my conclusion verse. One time, uh, Darren and them aren't here. He said, uh, and, and which is, you know, about a minute till 12 right now. And, and Darren said that uh, I said in conclusion about 12 till 12. And he said, Zeke went, yes. And, uh, but in conclusion, you know, to a Baptist preacher doesn't mean anything. <laughs> So, but Psalms 103, God, which tells me this, Psalms 103, 14 says this, He knows your frame, and He remembers you're just dust. Did you know that? He knows your frame and remembers that you are just dust. Well, I'm just going to give you four things that you can do. It's not in your bulletin, so you can just... Just listen up. If you want to be better or handle worry better, here's what you have to do. And here's what I've got to do. I go ahead and paint this picture. Number one, prescription from Dr. Reeves. Slow down. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Number two, and this is all from our text. Be still. And know that He's God. Number two, live one day at a time and think, what do I need to do today for Him? Because what, is, what did our text say? Don't borrow from tomorrow's trouble. Live one day at a time. Number three, have a long-term perspective, which means this. Me worrying about my clothes or what people think, will it matter in eternity? Will this matter in eternity? And number four, remember God's faithfulness. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation, whatever God may be laying upon your heart this morning, it's definitely not easy to stop worrying. It's definitely not something we... Listen, I know you're just like me. I've been preaching about this for almost 30 years, and, and I still worry, and I struggle with it, but I try to give it to God as soon, soon as I can. Joel talked to me about this. He'll be here tonight. Give him an encouragement tonight when they get here. Him and Anita and the kids. They've had a... And many of y'all have faced cancer before. Y'all know that the unknown is terrifying. Especially if you don't place it in His hands. God, I, you, know what, you know why? Because we're not in control, are we? We're not in control.